Happy New Year! My name is Sora, and you're listening to Sora Not Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Eventually, I will get an intro jingle. I know that it's missing. I know I need to get on a consistent posting schedule. Appreciate the grace period. So in this episode, I'm going to catch you up on my life, tell you a little bit about my priorities for the year, and then let's download about my European adventures. I had the most amazing time. Let's catch up first. Where did we leave off? Ah, we left off with me telling you all about my brain aneurysm. I went to the neurologist and I actually had a really cool neurologist. I was a bit scared that I was going to get a crusty old doctor, but he was a very handsome, middle-aged Indian man and he had a really great personality and he was complimenting me on mine. So we totally vibed. (laughs) No, but for real, it was cool. The vibe was there and I was really grateful for that. He spent the time explaining to me what a brain aneurysm actually is. He did this lifetime risk assessment calculation of the percentage that it would rupture. It was low and he at first suggested an invasive procedure, which immediately my mind went to, oh my God, they're going to shave my head and drill into my brain. No, they would go in through an artery in my wrist and that would go up through my neck and then take really high resolution photos of the aneurysm. But I was like, okay, I mean, that seems a little extra is there an option two and the doc was like yes and I am totally okay with option two which is going back in six months to do a more sophisticated MRI which would show whether or not I have inflammation and whatever the answer to that is will determine kind of the next course of action so my attitude is just I'm living my best life I'm going to continue to be a healthier human and continue to monitor the situation that's all you can do and that's the update on that All right, so real quick, I want to share my 2022 priorities, not New Year's resolutions, because that connotation is basically you're not going to stick to any of them. Also, I started the groundwork on most of these last year, but I have three focus areas. First and foremost, I am prioritizing my health. Last year, it finally clicked that I was ready to make a lifestyle change. You know, especially seeing the impact of heart disease, diabetes, a stroke, etc. on my dad. Uh, And now I go to the gym six days a week. I go to a trainer bi-weekly and then five out of the six days I do core strength conditioning and then one of the six days I do a cardio class and I worked up to that. But if you would have told prior me I was doing all of this, I would have said you were crazy. Look, in terms of finding the motivation, you just have to find it within. I I don't know what to tell you because nobody's going to tell you to do it. I also try to eat in a calorie deficit daily. I I've thrown away and avoided buying unhealthy processed snacks. I meal prep twice a week because I would literally run out of meals on the weekends and use that as an excuse to eat out. But I still treat myself on the weekends to eating out with friends. But I got to be careful because I do have binge eating tendencies. I've had to cut back on smoking weed during the week because the munchies are so real for me. It's not even funny. You have to eliminate excuses and barriers and make a complete mindset shift. I used to dread going to the gym or I'd ask myself, hmm, do I feel like going today? But now it's like, okay, what time am I going to the gym the next day, right? I'm like preparing ahead. Habit, routine, preparation, those are the keys to consistency. But you know, if you slip up, don't beat yourself up. My friend Chris actually just texted me. 
Don't get discouraged by the process. He was saying that in response to me talking about how frustrating it is to edit this podcast because, you know, I'm not an expert at all. But it's a really great reminder that I think applies across the board. Number two priority, podcasting and content creation. I truly love this podcast and just making content in general. I really like connecting with people, sharing stories, and making others feel like they're not alone. I also just like to make people laugh. I want to become consistent and get better at it. I want to grow my audience. I want to start promoting this pod on TikTok. So anyway, wish me luck. Subscribe if you haven't already. This shit's fun as hell. Priority number three, investing is my third focus area. I'm especially interested in learning about and investing in cryptocurrencies and NFTs to diversify my portfolio. I've been reading and ingesting content. It is so fascinating yet complicated for me personally to digest. So it's definitely taking a lot of time. Um, I definitely plan to spread a few grand over the year into this space. I'll keep you posted on that. The other thing I want to talk about in relation to this topic is that I started working with a financial advisor a few years ago. He's actually my friend, Wynn, but I didn't actually start contributing cash outside of transferring 401ks for my old jobs until last year. I highly recommend working with a financial advisor and you don't have to be rich to invest. I think it's this common urban myth that like, oh, you gotta have a lot of money in order to invest, but we all have to start somewhere. And while you need savings for emergencies, just remember the value of our dollar constantly decreases due to raggedy ass inflation. So it is better to invest for long-term gains rather than letting your cash sit there and depreciate in value. Just, just think about it because I had to. And I was like, oh shit, that makes so much sense. Now, before you get fooled into thinking I'm some financial genius, I absolutely am not, which is why I rely on an expert to help educate and guide me. I am huge on partnering with and hiring experts for shit I don't know about. That's why I work with a trainer, for example. So I'll continue to invest regularly in these areas as well as contribute to my 401k that my employer matches at my good old nine to five. And then I also toyed with the idea of buying a place in Chicago, but that's TBD. I mean, maybe I invest in Metaverse real estate instead. Who knows? <laughs> Half kidding. But yeah, I will keep you all posted throughout the year on these things, but I thought it would be fun to just share with you my priorities and just some of the stuff I got going on. All right, let us finally get into my European adventures. Dang, I can't believe it was only two months ago because it feels so much further away. I went to London and Amsterdam and had such a great time. It was about a nine day trip, so it felt kind of short. My friend Christine that I used to work with, she goes pretty regularly. She's got a bunch of cousins there. We stayed in these really cute apart hotels, which are like apartment hotels. And we stayed at Altgate East, which was sort of not a place that people would expect tourists to stay, but the location was great. I felt like we were able to get to and fro places really easily, and it was definitely affordable for how nice it was. So my friend was going to work remotely for a few days, and I decided to just venture to Amsterdam on my own while she was working and then come back to London. So there was definitely a little bit of like a back and forth situation. So the first few nights I stayed in London. It was more of me hanging out with Christine, hanging out with her cousins, and just kind of settling in. I downloaded all the apps, and I was just swiping around and basically just trying to meet dudes for when I got back. 
So I go to Amsterdam and they actually went into partial lockdown like two days before I got to Amsterdam. So there was an 8 p.m. curfew, which sort of sucked, right? Because I would have loved to go out at night and gallivant around. But I gotta tell you, I had the best time in Amsterdam. It is such a great solo traveler friendly city. Also, everyone is super nice. They low-key like restored my faith in humanity. The architecture is really pretty. The canals are pretty. Everyone rides bicycles everywhere. So yeah, the vibes were definitely nice. The first day I got to Amsterdam, I basically got there in the afternoon and I decided to just do like a little coffee shop tour. So I hit up I think three or four coffee shops that night. So in Chicago, but is legal and I do partake somewhat regularly. I had sort of rebuilt my tolerance because in London, everyone's drug of choice is coke, not weed. It's very bizarre and interesting, I guess. Also, Dutchies, isn't that cute? They call themselves Dutchies, not Dutch people. So Dutchies don't really smoke, even though it's like legal. I guess it's more of a tourism thing. Everyone I met didn't really smoke, which I thought was interesting. So I get really stoned, okay? And it got to the point where the last coffee shop I was at, I started to get kind of paranoid and I started to feel like everyone was staring at me. And I was like, all right, I should probably go eat something. Also, you know, it's such a small world. I end up sitting next to two Americans at the last coffee shop I went to. And one of the girls is from Chicago. And I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. So anyway, I basically get my high ass out of the coffee shop. And my friend Ryan is telling me where I should go eat. And one of the restaurants he sends me looks amazing. It's just like seafood, bougie, right up my alley. So I go. I order oysters. I order raw salmon, steak and lobster salad. Oh my God. Still water in a bottle, not tap. Like we're going crazy. I have the most delicious meal ever, but you know what it's like when you have seafood, you end up getting hungry. So I had a little to-go joint and when the night was done, I smoked the joint and then later I got hungry and I went down to my hotel bar and ordered some food. I stayed at Citizen M. If you don't know what Citizen M is, it's actually this really cute hotel chain. But what I will say is the rooms are super small. It is just enough to where if you are only going to sleep, it is great because it's super clean and it's just very compact. And yeah, it's a vibe. Actually, Citizen M originated in Amsterdam and I got really friendly with their staff. They were super cute. And there was always a routine where I would at the end of the night smoke a joint and then come to the bar to get a little snack. So anyway, my second night, I end up going out with some guy that I met on Tinder. Let's call him Webby since he is like an independent web designer and I'm a creative recruiter. So immediately there was stuff for us to talk about. So I met him out. He brought me to this really cute bar and he played tourist and entertained me wanting to see red light district and stuff, which was so dead. Then we come back to my place and while Webby had stamina, the intercourse was just bland. I really don't have much more to say about that. Real nice guy though. All right, let's move on. I had also matched with this guy on Bumble. I'm just gonna call him Goofy because he was really tall and definitely Goofy, but he was handsome. He straight up looked like your typical Dutch guy. Why are there so many tall people in the Netherlands? That's my question. 
but he was like tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. And even though his pictures were really corny, I can't tell if it's a Dutchie guy thing or if it's like a him thing. I don't know, but his poses and pictures were hilarious. Very corny, but I was like, you know what? When in Europe, why not? So we match and he's actually really nice. Like he was so nice that he brought out the nice in me. Yeah, I really liked that. Very conversational. On my last night, he suggests that we go to a Korean restaurant, which I was like, mm, okay, like I'm Korean. So he's just assuming he can impress me by taking me to a Korean restaurant. But I gotta say that was the first sign that he had really good taste because the food was actually bomb. And then everything he suggested that we order together was very much aligned with my taste. Yeah, I love a man who can order. And then he takes me to this cute ass wine bar. I'm like obsessed with the environment. All the girls that work there are freaking adorable. The lighting in there is perfect. The menu is perfect. So it's going really well. However, before we got dinner, we went to a coffee shop. He got a space cake, which is like an edible. And then I got a little joint. We get a little high before dinner. And then it doesn't really hit us until we get to the wine bar. I have more of a tolerance. So I'm not really fucked up. I can tell he's getting a little cross buzz. He kept projecting. He kept being like, oh, I think like you're a little fucked up. I'm like, no, dude, you're fucked up. I start to sort of clock out of the conversation and I'm like, uh, there's not enough romantic vibes to where like, I'm gonna fuck this guy tonight. I already sort of written him off. And at one point he goes, should I come home with you? And I looked at him and I was like, honestly, no, you're so nice. I've had such a great time, but you're not very flirty. I'm just not really feeling that sort of chemistry. And he was really nice about it. He was probably a little shook. And we had to walk back to my hotel together because he biked to my hotel, of course. So we had a 20 minute walk from the wine bar back to my hotel. <laughs> Poor guy, like, <laughs> gets rejected and then we have to walk back together. So on our walk back, he rises to the occasion and he kisses me. I'm pretty sure we were over canal too. He's corny, so he probably timed it that way. <laughs> but he was actually a really nice kisser. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? You can come home with me because I think I've said this before, but if a guy's a good kisser, there's a good chance he's good at other shit. And I was just like, all right, that's the turning point, baby. Let's go. So we get back to my hotel. Oh my God. And let me tell you, this motherfucker pulls out a box of condoms and slams it on my countertop as if he is colonizing a new territory, which technically is a colonizer. But anyway, I was just like, oh my God, you literally just got into my good graces. Let's not mess this up, but whatever, we're doing it. We end up banging like three times and he makes me come by eating me out. So I was like, all right, that's what's up, goofy. Also, let me just tell you, it's just so nice. When you hook up with a tall man after you've been with a bunch of shorties, get a super nice body. When I was feeling on him, his arms and then his thighs, oh, they were just like so muscular. You know what I'm saying? I love when it's sort of a surprise. It's not like the muscles are outwardly bulging. I mean, listen, we don't discriminate. We like all muscles here. But you know the kind where you don't know until you're feeling on them and you're like, oh shit. He probably left around midnight or one or something. And as he was leaving, he pulled out a comb and then this moose 
spray and he starts doing his hair and I'm like oh are you getting ready for your next appointment he's like I gotta get on the train <laughs> um editing Sora here I sound raspy which is why I'm announcing the fact that this is editing Sora I caught COVID anyway I just really wanted to tell you this part whenever Goofy left my hotel I walked him out and he literally bent the knee that's a Game of Thrones reference so if I need to explain it he got down on one knee and he kissed my hand <laughs> which is so cheesy but I'm not gonna lie I fucking loved it any sort of symbolism of a man acknowledging that I'm a motherfucking queen I'm all about it anyway back to your non-raspy non-covid voice content okay so then the next day I may have smoked my last joint in the morning before going to the airport I may have also hovered by a broken ticket machine for way too long before going to another ticketing system and then I I somehow screwed up because you have to fill out all sorts of paperwork traveling to and fro places with COVID now. My passenger number was off by a digit. And then as I'm trying to fix all that, she's like, ooh, actually your gate is closed. So for the first time in my life, I miss a flight. I was originally supposed to fly back to London City Airport, which is closer to my hotel. But luckily, they had another flight to Heathrow, which is a little bit of a longer commute, but totally fine. I was literally able to board just in time and it all worked out so I was very grateful for that I mean yeah I lost like 250 euros but it could have been way worse so I get back to London and I continue to have a really great time with my friend and her family basically we just ate and shopped and had a really good time I hop on my apps and the only guy that ends up working out is I'm gonna call him dad vibes so this guy's 38 years old I had it in my head that I wanted sort of an older guy because you know the differences in maturity we meet up he's actually very handsome we have good conversation and he makes nice plans for us to go meet out but then he got a little bit drunk and then he called it a night because he had to go rock climbing in the morning he literally ditches me before 9 p.m and then I go out and meet up with my friend and her friend and it was fine but I was just like okay what the heck no older man for this gal <laughs> I mean he still watches all my stories so anyway, my ditch list, aka the list of excuses men have given me to ditch me, now includes meal prep and rock climbing. Can't wait to hear the other excuses men make up to reject me. <laughs> that sort of was like a sign from the universe. Just stop looking for dick. Let's just have fun. I had such a good time. I really needed that trip and I'm going back in May. My friend Maria, she invited me to Madrid because her parents live in a very bougie apartment there and her brother's getting married, and she was like, hey, I'm staying for free. You don't gotta tell me twice. All right, y'all. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and definitely stay tuned for the next episode because that is when I will talk about hooking up with a catfish. Yes, you heard that right, hooking up with a catfish. It's a wild story. Literally, I can't believe that this happened to me and that I willingly engaged in this scenario. But yeah, lessons learned. We're not going to do that again, <laughs> but it's definitely going to make for a really good episode. So if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to Sora Not Sorry on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to give me a follow on Instagram over at Choi underscore sauce. That's C-H-O-I underscore sauce. Happy New Year. Love you all. Bye.